0: Hello, this is
1: your host, Paul Harvey at Life, Passion and Business. I realise I put this at the end of the programme most of the time. And I also realise I don't often listen to the end of podcasts. So I thought I'd tell you here before we get started. So the first thing is this podcast is not supported in any way. We have no sponsorship. So if you would like to support us, do check out the Buy Me A Coffee link on this podcast app. And you'll also find it at the website. Now, also, if you are interested in the five questions and would like to answer them yourself, do check out the resources tab at the website, because the five questions is available as a workbook and an ebook. If you want to know why that's important, check out the end of the podcast or go and check out the resources tab at the website. That's enough for me. Let's get on with the programme. How do we make this experience better? And more importantly, how do we lead the world to a better place?
0: You know, I was lucky enough to to have like one belief from Brian Tracy that said like, every skill is learnable, Mm. right? So I I applied it to this thing about being unstoppable. I, I started to believe I can learn to be unstoppable.
1: Could you be unstoppable? Could there be a secret waiting to be discovered? Following on from the five-year birthday celebrations and having reached out to several past guests, the idea or impulse to reconnect with some of my past friends led to some great conversations and discussions. And Patrick Powers was one of those people. In our catch-up chat, he said he was writing a book because he had discovered what it takes to be unstoppable. Now, I first met Patrick in 2020, the year of the COVID lockdowns in the UK, and they had decimated his face-to-face business networking group in London. But Patrick is no stranger to facing difficulties in his business and his life. In the noughts, he was a star in the network marketing business, and at some point he had a team of over 10,000 people in his downline. Now, due to various wins, he lost everything while living in the Dominican Republic, and he ended up in London as a broke taxi driver. Back in 2020, he'd built the second largest business networking group in the world. And over the last few years, I've had glimpses of Patrick's life as a kind of highlight reel on Facebook. At some point, I I saw he got married and he went to live in Russia. And then more recently, there was the drama of leaving the country, followed by the drama of returning to the country. So let's catch up on the story and discover how it is possible to become unstoppable. Thanks for being back with me.
0: It's fantastic to be here. Thanks for inviting me back.
1: You you and I spoke when I think it was in bang in the middle, either, either bang in the middle of COVID or, or in between, like a gap when we weren't locked down. I knew, I know it decimated your life at that point. It really had caused all sorts of problems with you because obviously you know you're yep. a meetup man. So what's what what what's been happening over the last few years? Because it was late oh my 2020 God. we spoke. <laughs> and I know you got married. So I know that also oh happened
0: God. as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so many things happened. Met an incredible woman. She happens to be in Russia. And uh, so I moved to Russia. You know, the, the, the conflict started. And yeah. because of sanctions, I couldn't get access to my money. Mm-hmm. And so I ran away, went, went to Georgia for a while to set up new bank accounts. I remember and all
1: that. seeing those amazing videos of you kind of doing kind of moonlight flits and running, going across mountains and snow covered passes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, and and you don't even know the ten percent of it. So you should write so this off basically- down, Patrick, because it's definitely something yeah, you know, definitely a good adventure story. yeah <laughs> I'd, I'd be, there has been people in the past that said that, oh, you're you should you know you could turn your life into a movie, and they're like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But actually, what has happened in the last year, I'm starting to agree well, with Well, saying that, I mean, look, I went
1: back and listened to our last podcast with you. And I know you I know you were a broke taxi driver at one stage. I know you actually went off to South America to start some project that collapsed and ended up stranded in South America. So you had one hell of a journey, my friend.
0: Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I lived in 11 countries now yeah. and, uh, you know, done lots of business, succeeded, failed, crashed. <laughs> uh came back from the brink of like being extremely sick from stress, which mm. is at that point, I didn't, I didn't recognize it was stress because like, it's like, you know, you just get on with it. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Business is stressful. Um And so I was looking in the wrong places in terms of uh, supplementation and diets and all that kind mm. of stuff. And then realized that like, it's actually, it's actually stress. And so, so, so started a journey of self, self-healing. Uh, and brought myself back from the brink of like being very, very sick. Um, so yeah, it's it's been up and down, up and down. Um, been very, very fortunate to uh, so build.
1: I know you got out of Russia and then you ended up coming back to Russia because it just yep. it didn't work for your family. So so what's it been like from then? How How's that been coming back into into the
0: country? Oh, it's actually been great. Um, I mean, of course it's great to be with my wife and get mm. again, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was surprisingly easy this time. Like the interesting thing is when I when I left for Georgia, uh, and that was a crazy story in itself, because we're sitting like just like normal normal couple in a Sunday afternoon or something like this. And suddenly my wife says there are rumors that the border is going to be closed tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my God, what do we do? Because at that time I could already not get access to my money. Mm. I, uh, so I'm like, we've already been talking about what are we going to do about this situation, right? Okay, we're, we're not running out of money at that time, but, but because I could still I could still withdraw them on a visa. We just couldn't make any transfers from bank to bank. So we knew that probably this is not going to last forever either. Mm. But she basically said the border is going to be closed or rumors that are going to be closed tomorrow. And what do we do? Uh, I was like, well, how can I get to Georgia by tomorrow? And she looked it up and says, well, you have to be out of the door in half an hour. And like, oh, my God, <laughs> made a decision. OK, I'm going to go. Like last minute, he said, I found another solution. You can stay another three hours. So we had we had like one dinner together uh, and then off. And this uh, is the sort of stuff you see in
1: movies, isn't it? You know, before the bogeyman. Yeah, it's after totally. you, you have to leave. You know, it's that it's that it's that kind of like that that kind of moment because you didn't know when you're going to see them again, did you when you did
0: that? Uh, exactly. I had no idea what's going to happen next. Am I, am I going to see them again? know yeah. no idea, and that was that was one of the most um it was really one of the most horrible things I've ever had to do, right so wow. um went there uh, and and then we couldn't even get over the border the first day. I had to wait in um I can't remember what this border town is called down there, but near, near Georgia and you don't speak um, any of the
1: languages here, do you you are literally no. totally reliant on people around you
0: no, 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 no Russian, no Russian whatsoever uh and um so waited there for another day then the following day the border was not closed and the snow cleared up so we could cross and uh came there and sat and waited in a car at the border for 12 hours like literally sat in the middle of the night waiting for 12 hours at the border
1: is this, so snow-,
0: was... is this snow around you and that, that, yeah tons of it? snow it's yeah, of yeah. Snow. So but it was, went... it was actually worse when when i came back from georgia because then we, we draw, and these minibuses, they're only like, you, you drove, drive over there in minibuses, and they drive like, they think that they're they're immortal. Like, <laughs> they, they, they can't die. It's crazy. Um, they, but that, that first, tends the, to
1: be the way. I mean, that, that's an Eastern Europe thing, you know, because I remember years ago, when I was in my 20s, I went to Korcula, a little island, when it was Yugoslavia. And I remember... On the day, and uh, we arrived in the middle of the night, and this bus, this big driver, taking these, so it was swinging around these turns, and it was pitch black and dark, and it was fine. Only when I came back the following week did I see the burnt out coaches at the bottom of the hill.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, it's crazy. It's it's so mortality on the roads in Russia is 700% higher than in the UK, okay. right? 700%. <laughs> so they drive crazy in Russia. But in Georgia, and that was like, like even the Russians are afraid of driving, driving with, with, with the Georgians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when we came back, it was even crazier because, and I, I can literally remember the first time I, we made the attempt to go back. I called my wife and said, look, if I don't survive this, I just want to let you know, uh, you know I, I love you very much. And that was, I literally thought we're going to die because we had, there was snow on the roads and this driver had no um, respect for, for the slippery conditions. So anyway, we made it like halfway and then we were standing there for like an, about two hours, maybe two and a half hours. And we were told you have to turn back because there's an avalanche that swept through the area and we, it'll, take, it'll take too long to, to clear it. So we went back, next day tried again same thing. We're sitting there for one and a half hours this time. We told, we haven't cleared the avalanche, you have to turn back. Then the third day, we went, went through, we actually came through, uh, and uh, this area where the avalanche swept through on the side of the rose, the snow was approximately, I would say, four meters so on cut, the side of the rose. They
1: literally cut away through and yeah. just chucked the yeah. snow on the sides yeah. and just built a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. So, that's pretty crazy. Oh, it's crazy, crazy stuff. But anyway, I, it, obviously it all works out and you and you're back in Russia and life is, yep. life continuing for you which is which is lovely and you're back with your family, which is where you need to be, which is just amazing. Yep. So when we briefly we had a brief conversation about this and I know you've got two businesses now that you operate. One is a, is a network marketing type company for a, for a, um, a product which is a health products. Mm-hmm. And the other one was you said you you've discovered the secret to something which I which 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 was very mysterious. <laughs> <The> <laughs> so I, I, you said you discovered the secret to, to success or something. I can't remember how you actually. To being worked. unstoppable. Being unstoppable. What was it? And I said to yeah. you, so I sent you a message back. Said, okay, when you say a thing like that, you I've got to have you back to find out what it is, haven't I? And there's no way I can sure. let that, let that slip by. <laughs>
0: sure. Sure, absolutely. So, what is the secret
1: so, to being unstoppable, Patrick?
0: Well, there are multiple. Okay, so it's not like like <coughs> one thing. I, I wish life was so well so simple that it was just like one thing. Okay, but I'll get to like probably what if there was one thing. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna share it a little bit later. But okay, um, this has become a really important project for me because for me early in my in my life I was very stoppable, right? I had big dreams. I started them. I stopped. Hmm. started again stop you know constantly trying something and quitting Hmm. and so over the years I I was I was you know being in a uh, in an environment where I started seeing these successful people and some people that just like they just kept on going and going and going and sometimes I was looking at them and thinking this guy is nuts like he's not very intelligent like what is it that he's having and then like and it's not just one guy, right? It was multiple people you're seeing succeeding despite not being very intelligent, despite not having very, any, any particular skills. And I started to realize more and more and more that success, it, depending on the field, but in, in almost every single field, like the, the number one determining factor for success is grit. It is, are you unstoppable? Are you just willing to keep on going and going and going? Well, so- what I
1: noticed on that one, just to touch into mm-hmm. that, because I, I have the same problem. You know, you come up with this amazing idea, this project, this thing you want to do, and there's all that energy comes up and builds up for it. And the reality of putting it into function, getting it happening, the energy dissipates, and that's when the, the when the rubber hits the road, when the grit has to come in to do it. And I yeah. find that I find that so often. Like, oh, I'll do this, and by the time I've got to actually where I'm
0: close, mm. I just like. <sighs> energy's gone yeah yeah totally and there, there are multiple things that let's play into it but um you know I was lucky enough to to have like one belief from Brian Tracy that said like every skill is learnable mm. right so I, I applied it to this thing about being unstoppable I, I started to believe I can learn to be unstoppable mm. uh and so I started to study unstoppable people. And then, you know, about a year ago, I started to write a book about being unstoppable and, and, and uh interviewing all these unstoppable people and researching what it is that they're doing, how do they live their life, how what beliefs do they have? How do they think? How do they act on a daily basis? And I discovered a lot of different things that they do completely different than than ordinary people, right? But but first, I I want I want listeners to understand that. They, that their biggest handicap is in thinking that they're different than all these successful people. That actually a handicap is that they think that they're handicapped. Mm. okay? They think that they have something or that they don't have something that all these successful people have. And they really don't, right? I mean, they, they really they really have this, they have the same thing, exact same potential. And it's so important because I gave up so many times because I started to believe like, Oh, I don't have it. I'm not confident. So therefore I can't succeed. I don't have the same unstoppableness. I don't have the same quality. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the first thing you must have as a foundational belief for being unstoppable is that you can learn it and that you can succeed like anybody else. Okay. Um, so that that starts to free up some energy and focus because what you believe and what you focus on, you will go in direction of. You know, what you focus on will, will become your reality. Hmm. So if you focus on finding solutions to be more unstoppable, you will become more unstoppable. It's just like natural law. Um, so but unstoppable people, they have a unique relationship with uh failure and setbacks and struggle. And especially they have a very unique. Um, relationship with uncomfortableness or discomfort, discomfort. Okay. And if you don't have a good relationship with discomfort, meaning that you accept discomfort, you just won't be unstoppable. If you don't, if you're not, if you're not able to accept failure, without letting it affect your ego or your self worth, your self image, you just, you're going to be stopped. Because the thing is, failing is not nice, okay? It's it's never nice. It's not even nice for these unstoppable people. But what or, more ordinary people do is that they attach so much importance to that single event of failing, and, and they start to think, because I failed, there's something wrong with me, mm. right? I cannot do it. Because I failed, I <laughs> cannot do this thing, okay? Whereas successful people see whatever process it is that they're trying to accomplish as a skill that can be learned there's never any final event that make them say i cannot do this does that make sense yeah it does and, and i and i can see that very much in terms of a lot of the
1: entrepreneurs i know deliberately put themselves in places of stress and difficulty so that they can actually win through and they do it a lot of them do it physically they take on physical challenges um, and I yeah. and to that's one of the reasons why I run. So I run and put myself in physical discomfort, knowing that I can handle it.
0: Brilliant. You're, you're like an ultra marathoner or? I'm Sorry.
1: not an ultra marathoner. I did my first marathon last year. So, but I am, nice. nearly, I am nearly 60. So it's like, you know, it's like, uh, it, it's one of those things that I've been working to for a long time. And I did it yeah. in a way that my body didn't pay for it. I knew that I could do this,
0: although it was mm. bloody painful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing ordinary people they shy away from pain including the pain of failing yes. right and they and they start to start to associate the pain with with their own self-identity Is saying because i failed i cannot do this and because it's so painful to fail for them because they attach it to their own self-identity they stop trying so stop the trying world does
1: it doesn't, doesn't it i mean like you get you, in, in school and in, in education you get punished for failing you get you get reprimanded for failing rather than, yeah and, and in society you know if someone's got a failed business they're a failure yeah whereas and suddenly, funny enough you know the us apparently seems to look at people with failed businesses better than the uk does it's like you know banks tend oh, to be a lot, a lot more
0: a lot more forgiving of people with a failed business totally and, and interestingly enough i have a friend who uh who lost about a quarter of a billion dollars in it <laughs> okay uh, and so business crashed and yeah. it was actually because of, of, factors outside of his own, um, uh, control. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, business crashed, lost about a quarter of a billion. And then he said, well, I'm going to go to, to, he was Australian. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go to Silicon Valley Valley and become an investor and, uh, and a consultant over there. Consult, uh, and a consultant to start with, but he was really afraid of how they would view him because of his failure. And the interesting thing is that he said they have really respected him because he lost a quarter of a billion dollars. Now he must be ready for the big game, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, and, and then he became very, very successful. And he's been hired by some of the, like, the biggest tech companies in the world and has been paid a fortune for it. Well, and
1: nothing else. he can tell them what to avoid, can't they?
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> and what to avoid by experience. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Yeah, so I would say the number one thing about being unstoppable is that it's it's actually interesting. There's a book called "Willpower Doesn't Work." Mm. Okay, and what it's about is a is maybe a little bit gloomy or or negative outlook about our ability to change. Okay, because basically this author says, uh, and there's very good research to back it up, that you're virtually it's virtually impossible for you to change, unless you do one thing, and that is to change your environment. Mm. Okay, uh, and there are literally studies that prove that you can predict. You can predict whether people's income is going to go up or down based on where they move. So if they move to certain down to down, you know, Americans they're very good at doing statistics about everything, right? So there's statistics that prove that that down to a postcode, like a specific county, they can predict whether your income is gonna go up or down based on whether you move to this area, okay? So why is that? Well, it's simply because our environment is the number one predicting factor uh, or determining factor for whether we succeed or not. Well, I guess if you're Mm -hmm. around people that are
1: all successful, you, you, you think successful thoughts and you act successfully like they do.
0: Yeah. And there's actually a set of neurons in a brain called uh, mirror neurons, hmm. which sole function is to copy the behavior of people around us.
1: Hmm. So
0: it's, it's, not, it's not just that, hey, you get better connections and you get better knowledge, but we literally automatically, by osmosis, adapt to, their, to, to our surroundings. Hmm. So very interestingly, there was, there was a study, I was working with a coach at some point who worked with a quite big organization who did this study on motivate, uh, on motivation. Uh, and, and diff- different demographics. And they found out that if you imagine there was a pyramid that 27, 27% uh, bottom are unmotivatable. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to change, right? Uh, unless maybe they have some kind of a crisis, like a really, really urgent crisis that you're told um, your liver is, is done. Unless you stop drinking, you'll be dead in two years. Right? Something like that. You know, Unless something really dramatic happens, they just don't change. Then you have the 60% in the middle, they're the motivatable, and we'll come back to that in a second, why that's really, really important, because 60%, that's most of us. Then you have 10%, uh, 27, yeah, 10% 10 that are self-motivated, and then you have the 3% that are motivating everybody else, Mm. Okay. And what's, what is interesting is if you layer layer that pyramid over the different layers uh, or different, different income levels in society, it's pretty much spot on in terms of top 3% that makes tons of money, 10% doing very well, 60% just like kind of in the middle and struggling a little bit, uh, just surviving. And then 20% they're just like barely surviving, right? So how do you move from the 60% to the, to the 10 percent okay because if you constantly have to be motivated well that means that somebody else has to do it for you therefore you're not as you're not as, as much worth in the marketplace does it make sense you're not mm. self-motivated yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so <clears throat> the way to do that is to be very very conscious about how you construct your environment okay so what i used to do is i used to place post-it notes and reminders everywhere. It was literally like my, almost my like my wallpaper was reminders about how to think and how not to think, how to act. You know, what do I need to remember today? You know, don't think negative thoughts. Think these positive thoughts. Constantly, constant, constant, constant reminders. And see, this is the problem with people that are in the motivatable field or so or, on, or is that they're motivated about what's going on around them, like right now. Yeah, and that's the reason why you can be at a Tony Robbins event, something similar, and you think, "Oh my God, my life is going to change now. Everything's going to be amazing. I'm a millionaire in a year. I'm going to date big, you know, the most beautiful, <laughs> beautiful babes and whatever." <laughs> and then within within two weeks, your life is back to the same, and you feel the same. You're back to feeling the same, and that's because these kind of people they are motivated by what's going on around you all the time right you and that's, back a, to the same that's a classic
1: coaching thing isn't it where, 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 lo, yep. lots of coaching models classically say if you want to change you've got to change the mindset and feelings to where you want to be you've got to shift your the gears of your brain yeah to be feeling the feelings that you want to feel in order to create the life that you want to feel
0: with those feelings yeah totally but it's very very hard to do that just if you just like you have a coaching session once a week or you listen to an audio or, you know, something motivated maybe once or twice a week or something like that. It has to be constant because you have so much wiring that is keeping you are. And that I want to go there next, by the way. Um, why is it so hard to change? Well, we have this part of us that simply don't want us to change. It, well, it's it has, energy it, efficient.
1: It, Your brain is designed to be the most efficient as possible. And yep. It, it will do everything to keep stasis homeostasis as they call exactly.
0: it exactly <laughs> exactly. So I, I love I love the writings of Stephen Pressfield. He talks about this inner war we have inside us where we have this resistance, he called it the persistence. and we are fighting against this resistance and um, it was very helpful for me to to adapt the way that he sees this thing inside of us as this is the enemy. this is the arch enemy. it's out to kill us. This is literally out to kill us right at least to kill kill our dreams it wants us to stay the same and we're fighting is it's a fight to the death and if we don't become serious about this fight and say i am going to win over this part of me mm. if you don't if you don't raise your intention your your level of like seriousness about this fight you're probably going to lose because you have so much wiring in your brain that keeps you where you are but one thing you can do is do you you are very conscious and intentional about how you construct your environment and weeding out, for example, people that are not supported, like just go away from them. Like just get them out of their life, out of your life. I was for three, three years. I didn't talk to my parents because at that point, they were a very, very negative force in my life. Right. Uh, And again, just inundating yourself with positive things, making sure that you surround yourself with people that are at a higher level than you, or, you know, it's kind of same. They want to go somewhere positive people. Um, and, and then you just become very, very um, disciplined about not going back to your old thing, like watching Netflix or whatever it is, but that you're very, very conscious about, I'm going to change my actions. I'm going to be in an environment that supports me. And I guarantee you, if you are in that kind of environment, Slowly over time, you will change, and then you will move to become self-motivated, which I believe is like, unless you're self-motivated or you're the 3% that motivates everybody else, you're going to be struggling. It's as simple as that. Mm. And you do
1: that by just having it surrounding you and basically using
0: affirmation, whatever tools work for you, I guess. That like for me every single day I listen to something, especially in the morning. I listen to something that lifts me up, lifts, yes. gets me to drop my uh, my my victim mentality and like really just like one thing I realized it's really interesting. I think because lots of things, lots of times in the past, I wouldn't do something because of think, well, it's probably not going to work anyway. Yes, right? we convince so, ourselves. Yeah, we fa- we yeah. failed before we started. Yeah. So, so I realized this is the pattern. I'm not, I'm not even giving, give, giving my half, half of what I have, because I'm constantly saying, "Well, it's probably not going to work anyway," right? And then I can't remember where I read it, but somebody said that it's like it's impossible to predict how far you can go. You, you can't predict it. So if you don't know it, why not just try? Why mm-hmm. not just try to give everything? Mm-hmm because it's impossible to predict how far you can go. I
1: mean, some people don't even have a dream because
0: their dreams have been so crushed over time. Yeah. They've just given up bothering dreaming anymore. Absolutely. I remember um, <clears throat> I had a girlfriend once. And we, were, we were also in a network marketing company together. We were starting to build it, and I was asking her, what, what are your dreams? And she started crying. And I'm like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. She says, well, I mean, I'm so afraid to dream again because I've, I just have my dreams crushed so many times. Right. But that's like, you have to, you just have to, like, if you want to become unstoppable, you have to get over it. You just have to accept that as being part of our life. And, and here's the thing is, again, most people think that all these successful people, they had it much easier than them, right? They, they was, it was more, it was a smooth past. They were much more brilliant. they were much more confident, they had better connections. And in most cases, it's completely untrue. I in, guarantee, in fact,
1: I mean, obviously I've spoken to a lot of people and I guarantee everyone I've spoken to each time you move up a level there are new problems. <laughs> each time you go up yeah. somewhere else there's a new thing to worry about. There's never there's never a Nirvana of place where there's nothing.
0: <laughs> no. No, and it, this this really the, the quicker you accept that yeah. life is pain and struggle, yeah. and embrace it as just being part of life. Well, I mean,
1: I'm not sure it's pain and struggle, but there are always discomforts. There are always yeah. things to deal with adult yeah. stuff to deal with that we kind of go no 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 i don't want to deal with that today yeah you have to
0: <laughs>
1: exactly no it's like exactly. the death and taxes they all have to be paid
0: <laughs> yeah there there's a um there's a kind of a documentary slash movie i don't even know what to call it on netflix called Stuts. did you see that Stuts. yeah no i'm not seeing it's it it's about um i can't remember this uh comedians psychotherapist It's a famous comedian he made a movie about his psychotherapist. It's called Stutz. Yeah, S T U T Z. Okay, okay. I highly recommend it to like and everybody I I've, I've showed this to, they come back I say, oh my god, this is this is the bomb. This is really good. Oh, wow. so he has a quite unique way of 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 handling um, his patients, and he has lots of patients with depression, by the way, which I also used to have, very severe, like six seven week uh, six seven years ago. Uh, Anyway, he says, there are three things that you cannot escape, and they will follow you for life. It's uncertainty. It's pain. It's hard work. (laughs) You cannot escape them. Right. And so I was like, yeah, he's totally right. Like, and I think struggle comes into when people don't accept that that is a part of life. And they think that, oh, my God, it's so unfair. It's so unfair that my parents didn't didn't uh support me you know it's so unfair that my girlfriend left me and it's so unfair this it's unfair that the government is not doing more uh all these things but just it's life is not supposed to be fair if you, if you just accept all this like for example me early in my life I was in, in this victim mentality it's a victim mentality that you say oh my parents didn't support me and because of this I'm not successful right or I'm not as successful as I could have been and I realized, look, my, my parents don't, they don't owe me anything. They don't owe me anything. I owe me to give my best. Mm. I owe me to yeah. get my best. Yeah. No matter what my past is, no matter how many times I fail, I owe me, I owe my current family, I owe my friends, I owe the world to do the very, very best I can. Right. And that completely changed me because I started taking responsibility for who I was and what I could do. And then a, a question, like what I found is is probably questions are probably one of the most important, not probably. It's if not the most important thing to learn, then it's definitely one of the absolute most important things to learn is to ask the right questions. And no matter what happens, I found that like one of the most valuable questions to ask is what can I do right now to improve this situation? Yes. Instead yes. of falling into, oh my God, why is this happening? You've got to get away from why questions, get away from why, why is this happening? No, forget about it and get into how, how, and what, how can I improve? What can I do right now to move a little bit further in the right direction? I always love that phrase that you hear a
1: lot in, in all sorts of circles is everything happens for you, not to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good perspective. It's a good perspective. isn't it? And like, yeah. Okay. So I'm, it's happening. It's not happening to me. It's happening for me to learn something, to discover something, to change, to yeah. move, to be
0: different. Totally. Yeah. And some, something happened in my business recently where <laughs> I like for, for a little while I was, I went into a little bit of a victim mentality. It's like, Oh my God, like, why is this happening? And then I just kind of turn it around. So, okay, how can I get the best out of it? But what can I, what can I do right now mm. to, like, even if you can't learn something from it, like just asking the questions, what can I do like right now to move me in the directions of where I want to go, no matter what happened, right? There's always something that you can do.
1: Absolutely. So obviously this unstoppable project of yours, how, how are you manifesting this in the world?
0: Uh, I'm just, I've become unstoppable in, in in actually searching out all these unstoppable people mm-hmm. uh, and interviewing about it. And I, I've, I've you know, been lucky to have a good starting point because of my um, my meetup community mm. in London called Entrepreneurs in London. It's become the second biggest business meetup group in the world. Uh, it's still going. Some, uh, I, well, the meetups are kind of on pause right now. Although on Monday, I'm starting a virtual meetup. Mm-hmm. But I am coming back in April to restart them again, and then have some new people that I'm going to train that will keep on. Because they were, they were
1: physical meetups, weren't they?
0: Yep. Sure. So that's what. that's and of what course, st- we had to stop. Them I mean, that's the what pandemic.
1: Stymied, I remember? Because those physical we had to stop during COVID. Yep. I remember that now. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: absolutely. So, but uh, you know, I I <clears> I so believe in in real connections and real world um, meetings. That, you know, unless that we are. I remember, to, was
1: it 27,000 people in that group
0: or something? Uh, we're just under 30,000 now. Wow. Wow! Wow! wow, wow so, wow. so yeah. And um, I, I, I don't even think that we've scratched the surface yet. And I think because of all these things that are happening now with chat DPT and uh it's like massive competition online for smaller businesses, it's going to be even more important to go out in the real world and create connections to actually market you uh in the real world because when you're face to face with somebody you have a competitive edge that even big marketing companies can't compete with if you're right i think right we're
1: coming of- full circle actually because i was i was in at the beginning yeah. of the digital game and i was the one championing facebook and uh ads and now i'm beginning to go it probably wasn't the best thing to do because these guys have now taken over the world so yeah, the, and the they problem. have total have total control over who sees what. So it's not, yep. and it's not actually the best solution for us anymore. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think you're probably right. We're yeah, going mean, to get back to a kind of a face to face communication.
0: Yeah, it, it, it again, it depends. Depends on the size of of, of your business, size of your budget, <laughs> and all that. You know, when I come from a marketing background, I'm I'm still doing marketing consulting to 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 a certain degree. Uh, I'm just getting more and more away from it because I love this thing about helping people get unstuck. And by the way. The reason why I love it so much is I I needed that book and I needed that knowledge when I was a in, in my late teens, right? When I, I had tons of self-doubt, when I was suicidal, when I failed in my first business. Hmm. And I needed I needed seven, eight years ago, also when I had a failed business. Um it's just massively important for people to learn these things. So is I'm that book published? Is that becoming a book? Is it published yet or is it no. No so the book is called uh how to become truly unstoppable right uh the se- the secrets of the world's most resilient people and so um some of these people I'm interviewing are truly extraordinary there's a guy for example who broke his back was told by the doctors uh the doctors that he was going to be paraplegic for life and now he's actually run a marathon so it's okay. like <laughs> so like people that completely divide the odds one of my friends incredibly successful entrepreneur who is is flat-footed, asthmatic. He was also told by doctors, you'll never run a marathon. But he has not only climbed uh, some of the highest mountains in the world, he's also ran uh, Marathon de Sable, uh, which is the the toughest foot race in the world, which is approximately the equivalent of six marathons through the Saharan desert. and it's absolutely grueling. Yeah, I just
1: beyond the, the why people do this stuff. You know, and I know marathon running because I know running, I know what it takes yeah. to run. So so yeah, 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 When I when I hear these people doing these amazing feats, it's, yeah. it's just incredible
0: it is have it. It we is. have
1: one here it's called the car with some of the ice peak or something We people just done it they do it in january along the pennine way or something and you see mm-hmm. these guys coming in they've finished now they've been running for 96 hours and they've got icicles in their beard <laughs> 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 so yeah i can see yeah i could i could see that looks good I, yeah but perhaps it's your job and not mine <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's for sure uh, by the way interestingly enough um I started going to Russian baths here recently, which is basically a sauna, but in yeah. Russia they call it a Russian bath because they feel it's different. It's really it's just a sauna. Yeah. But then they have a cold um plunge pool. Uh you know, uh cold swimming pool. Yeah. And then you go in the cold swimming pool. In the beginning, it was like, oh my God, like I really hated it going into the cold. Uh and as you do it more and more times, the body just adapts to it and it becomes like, okay, now it's not so bad. And then suddenly it's like, I really like this right? It's, your body has an incredible ability to adapt. But again, you will never find out how far you can go unless you're willing to push yourself a little bit. Yeah, Um, I I haven't,
1: there's this cold shower thing that I haven't quite got my heart around that one There, I I just kind of like, no, I can't do it. I just haven't (laughs) quite got that thing about flipping the shower to cold. Yeah, maybe, maybe.
0: Well, here, here's the thing that I'm like, I've literally made it illegal in this house for my daughter to say i can't fair enough right <laughs> um but she because... says it in russian so how would you know <laughs> no I, I i know russian enough that that <laughs> right? That's, i can't i say whoops that's right she will literally have to write like 20 30 40 times i can i can i can <laughs> i can right if she if she says that and what i found is like either i just say look how many times did you try? How did you try? Right. I think that's an incredibly useful thing to like, if, if you get into, I can't do that. Ask yourself, right, hold on. How many times did I try? How did I try? Who did I ask about it? How much did I study? And you, you'll find out in most cases, it's just some kind of conclusion you came to after trying three or four times. <laughs> right? Uh, and, and probably trying the same way. Mm-hmm. and and failing like you know the thing like if if a uh if a fly gets caught in a window or in, in a bottle, it keeps they basically programmed to go through the light uh, or towards mm. the light yeah, yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah and and they'll do it until they die. yeah, right and that's the reality that most people are in that they just keep on going doing the same bloody thing
1: yeah
0: with yeah, yeah. you know and and until they either just give up instead of turning around, maybe asking friends. Uh, getting into a mastermind group, uh, getting into just a community of people where you can start to get some. So, minority. that's the
1: start for you. What you say is ask friends, get, in, get in, find yourself a good community. Yep. And find the resources that you need to move forward.
0: Yep. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I remember, I remember um, it's kind of a uh, pivotal moment in my life where I had, I had won a trip to Hawaii with my network marketing company. And it was the first amazing. I mean, Hawaii is unbelievable, right? So I was sitting with this. And so I've reached a certain level of success. But there was part of me that kind of didn't think I could go any further or that maybe part of it was a little bit of luck and so on and so on. Um, And so I was sitting with this couple who had built eight times the business that I had, not just in terms of size, but they had repeated, they had repeated. Uh, building the same kind of level of leader that I was that repeated that with eight different people. Wow. Right. And I was like, well, first of all, if they do it like once or twice, maybe it's luck, but if they do it eight times, if they do it eight times, there is no bloody way that can be luck. No. And uh, I know it sounds maybe silly to not believe that, but it was, it was like emotionally before that, a kind of, Believe that maybe there was some luck to it, and then I just realized, no, there isn't. It's about systems. You have a system, you apply the system, and you apply it consistently enough, you will get a result. Like if you have, if you do the same thing that these people did, yeah. And that and that's was that's what network net
1: marketing does. It provides you the system, doesn't it? That's why that's why that's, yeah. those, those companies exist. Exactly. So In your own business, you have to build a funnel. So It's the
0: same thing. It's a system. Yeah. Exactly. But but just <clears throat> again, that was an example of being in the right environment, and 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 sitting with this couple that they were really not any different from me, and I was like, and they just made it seem so easy. It's like, yeah, of course, we just go out and find another person, we do this, 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 and then we find another person, we do this, 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 and I'm like, wow, you know, had I not bumped into them. Um, who knows where I'm going to be today? Because again, it was a pivotal moment that changed my belief about what was possible. Was
1: that a, an existing? Is that a, are you still in the same organization, or is that a previous? No, one?
0: no. I sold. I sold my. Uh, I sold my team in that in the company, mm. and that, by the way, was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever did. You know, but there you go. You live and learn. <laughs> you do absolutely. Yeah.
1: So look, my friend, probably you know it's, it's been fantastic to talk about to this, as hearing this story um, and and exploring it out with you. And uh, obviously, you have a new network marketing product that you're doing at the moment as well. Yep. Do you want to say a little bit about that one?
0: Uh, it's very hard for me to say a little bit about. Oh, okay, all right, Maybe. So No, but it kind okay. Of, it's it's a nanotechnology, natural nanotechnology. Yeah. Nano just means something is extremely small. small. Yeah. That enhances the absorption dramatically. enhances the absorption of. Lipid based nutrients, among others, curcumin, which is from turmeric. And you discovered this
1: because it cured you or or got you back on the road after COVID, didn't you? Yeah,
0: oh my God. I mean, the the effect of COVID, I was in hospital for for three weeks. Uh, You were hospitalized in Russia, of all places as well, I seem to remember. Yeah, in in a public hospital in Russia, which was a horrible experience. It was in the middle of summer, 37 to 38 degrees every single day without aircon, with a fever, sweating, and I, I can't even describe how horrible it was. <laughs> so so but yeah I, I came out my my health was totally <clears throat> totally diminished and and this helped me turn 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 it around. So I actually uh you know contrary actually to my own belief this is a good example of a try to do something that I partially even, even believed would be possible but again I was willing to try it because I said you never know yeah. and that was uh convinced trying to convince the company to open up Europe. I didn't think that it was gonna happen anytime soon. And after presenting them who I was, what I've done, they came back to me in four days and said, okay, we'll, we are to open up Europe. So I'm the first person to introduce this to Europe. And now we have 700 team members. So again, good example of, I didn't let myself be stopped by my own beliefs or lack of belief in this, hey, let's try it, right? And this is what happened as a as a, as a result of that. It's another fantastic story. I think you're
1: probably full of them. Your, your your life has been certainly an adventure, my friend, and and there's there's more to come, no doubt. Definitely more to come.
0: Oh, just just scratched the surface.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show and and re- coming back to us and and uh, and exploring this with us again. And uh, it was a pleasure,
0: absolutely. So, pleasure. what I'll
1: do, is I'll make sure the links to all the bits and pieces that you you've got currently going are on the on the show notes, so people can find you yep. and. Obviously. Yeah, um, great. And if they're in the UK, they can hook up with you in April when you are you get over here. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, about well, Meetup Group, uh, Entrepreneurs in London. You just search for, on Google for Entrepreneurs in London Meetup. Uh, you'll find us. And also, if you're on Facebook, I would love to, uh, to invite you into a Facebook community, the Truly Unstoppable Tribe. Oh, wonderful. Yes. The Truly Unstoppable Tribe. Uh, there's some goodies in there. There will be some goodies. Uh, one of my books will be made available for you in there and uh, lots, of, lots of free training and, and inspiration to keep on. Uh, to help you keep on going uh, on your journey to wherever it is so you want to go so you can become unstoppable and, and conquer the world.
1: Well, Patrick Powers, thank you so much. It's been a joy to talk to you again. Thank you for coming back here. You're welcome. All the best. And that was Life, Passion and Business with Paul Harvey and my guest, Patrick Powers. If you'd like to catch up with Patrick and explore more of this Becoming Unstoppable. He has a group called The Truly Unstoppable, which you can find on Facebook. You can also find Patrick Powers on Facebook and he's also on LinkedIn, Patrick M Powers. Actually, yes, it's Patrick M Powers on Facebook as well. So do check out those links and you will find them at the website lifepassionateandbusiness.com or you can search them for yourself. And that's it for me for this week. If you would like to become unstoppable, in terms of getting things done do check out the links for focus coaching at the bottom of the page it is a magical process that holds you truly accountable to what you say you are going to do and it's how you get stuff done basically so do check it out links at the bottom of this podcast and at the website lifepassionandbusiness.com and of course maybe focus is not your issue and you've been having other thoughts so here's a reminder of the five questions Hopefully you have been following this podcast for a while and have explored the five questions for yourself. But if not, what's stopping you? You know, after hundreds of interviews, I can say with a hand on my heart that having answers to the questions about our passion, a picture of success, an awareness of contribution, thoughts around the one question and the sense of what it all means, that is the path to a good life. Now look, You don't need me to tell you that our world is changing faster than at any other time. Certainly any time I can remember. And we must be sure to know who we are and what we want out of this journey. Because we will not get it unless we choose it. So please give it some thought because, you know, your future depends on it. And if you'd like some help with that process do check out the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com where you will find the five questions, ebook and worksheets. Now, this stuff is packed with exercises to help you on the journey towards self-discovery and it's at the amazing price of just 12 99 So do check that out at the resources tab at lifepassionandbusiness.com. Now, finally, has this podcast been useful to you? If so, please consider giving us a five-star review on the app of your choosing and, of course, sharing it with a friend because that's how people like yourself find good podcasts. And that's it from me until Sunday. As always, thank you so much for being here with me on this journey. I so appreciate your time and attention. I'll catch you next time. All the best.